Welcome to the Just Ask Mom podcast, where mothers share their experiences of raising children with mental illness. Just Ask Mom is a Mothers on the Frontline production. Today we will hear from Cheryl, who overcame and found the new Cheryl. Please be advised that this interview contains some content that may be disturbing or upsetting to some of our listeners. Also, this recording was done at the 2017 National Federation of Families for Children's Mental Health Conference, and there is background noise from another event taking place at the hotel. Please do not let the background noise distract you from Cheryl's story. So hi, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Before outside of mothering, what are your passions, your dreams? I'm a mother of three, and my youngest has the unique passions. I should say, because everybody thinks that everybody have a disability. Right. Some of them, is, they have, you can see it, and some of them you don't. That's right. All my passions are education, awareness, and I'm learning that I have more passions as I'm going through the, my journey, and each journey is different. My favorite thing to do, um, I picked up sewing, crocheting, and learning how to relax. Yeah, that, that, that's not so easy. Ironically, it's not so easy, right? <laughs> no, but it's, you know, but it is, and you wouldn't know why. That's, that's awesome. And so I want you to pretend that you're just t- talking to just the general public who's getting to hear what you have to say. What do you want them to know about your experience? What do you want them to understand? I am a 45-year-old African-American, and I'm my two kids. Two oldest are 25 and 21. So those, the way I raised them was totally different than when I raised my 15, soon to be 16. And each of my children, I, they saw, I should, experience of me, but my sons saw the worst. Um, I was in a abusive relationship. Um, I'm originally from Philadelphia, but I went down south, and I found out that all my life I was a caregiver, and I didn't know how. I'm like, this doesn't mean nothing. I was taking care of me. I was taking care of my kids. I was taking care of my husband, taking care of my mom, my grand aunt. You know, anybody, it just everybody was coming. They, you knew how to be a caregiver. Um, so in my bottom, in my journey, when I was going through my um, abusive situation with my husband, I just said, when I have the bottom, I, time to go, I just up and I left, thinking that my son will need counseling for me just up and left, right. and and I said, all right, he going to need that because he's so young, he don't need nothing. I learned that he was, his unique gifts was coming out, and I didn't know what this is or anything, and nobody wouldn't tell me what it was. Right. And I have all these questions and answers, and nobody. So, my mom always taught me, if you don't know, do your own research. Right. Don't believe what, what. Other people say, do your own research. Right. Good for her, by the way. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. So Go I ahead. Started, so I start doing my own research. I didn't know what the IP is. I right. didn't know, you know, why they did, you know, all these tests and, and everything else. 
And the first thing I had to do is stop blaming me. I yes. guess as a mother, that's the first thing we do is blame. Yes, it is. Oh, I was in a relationship. He beat on me with that because of that. Oh, I didn't take all my medicine, all my vitamins and everything. And as that went on, I found out that it wasn't. So I found out that I went to therapy. I don't think I'm crazy or nothing, but I no. started um, seeing my mom and my dad. Now, my mom and my dad died in 1994. Yeah. And my mom, my dad died in 1981. Right. This is now 2008 when I'm seeing and I'm actually, they're actually talking to me. Right. People thought I was crazy. Right, right. And I'm like, I'm not crazy. I'm actually seeing my mom and my dad. And I'm starting seeing flashbacks of things that I saw at the age of two, four, and five. Wow. And I found out that my mom was abusive too. Oh. And I started getting headaches so bad. Yeah. It was migraines. And I had all the side effects. And the doctors told me that it's a brain tumor. I'm like, I'm not claiming it. I'm right, not. right. My mom and my dad said it's not. They think they did. I'm like, but my mom and my dad said it's not. Right. It's not. And I was like, okay, y'all don't know nothing. I got to go to another one. Right. They say another thing. So one night, I was like, God, just give me, just give me the faith and the confidence that something is wrong. Mom and my dad came, and they was arguing. Like, literally was arguing at each other. But one on the side, one is. And my mom said, it's migraine. Dad said, it's cluster headache, migraine, cluster, migraine. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Right. So, and then they both turned around and said, go back to where you was in Philadelphia before you left to South Carolina. When you were young. Yeah. Before I left to go to, um, back to, when I left South Philadelphia, I went to Thomas Jefferson. And... All that, uh, and I came back, and I was going to different hospitals and oh, everything. I see, I see. And they say, go back to where you, you know, the doctors that you was before. Right, right. Like, I didn't think I'm going to be crazy. I did. And then I found, they were like, they don't use cluster headaches no more. I'm like, I'm telling you, text for clusters and migraines. They were like, well, hi. I said, just please just do it. I don't want to tell you how, right. but do. And then, I start getting flashbacks of my rape. Oh, did you did you know? Remember that, or was it like a memory that resurfaced? It was resurfaced. Um, and I blame my mom for it because that was the time in July that she was she passed, and it happens. I got raped. Twice, the same day, the same time, a year apart by the same guy. And and I'm always just blaming and the image and everything else. So then now I found out that I got PSTD. Right. And it's like a certain man I couldn't go around and and, or smell and everything. So your body remembers this. It was restarting to remember. And 
I was starting to read and I found out that um, some things are hereditary. Right. I found out that the migraines and my dad have clusters, which I found out that men don't have migraines. They right. have clusters. Hmm. And so as I was doing my own research and stuff, for me, it was uh, I get all the side effects of a migraine. So the dizziness, the passing right. out, and everything else. But I still didn't understand why, you know, my, my dad was abusive. The rape was coming up right. and everything else. And then it dawned on me. I was like, okay, I did what I did. I did what I was supposed to do. I called the cops. I did everything. Why he came back. Right. And I, 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 had, I didn't know. And that was a burning question that I need. Right. But in the process, I let myself go. And I have a child that don't know nothing. And I'm trying to figure out what it is. And I let my, myself go. And my self-care, my right. self-worth, right. and everything else. So I had to... And when I looked at it, my sister's and my other friends and family, I said, I need help. Right. They say, you strong. Mm. You don't need no help. It takes strength to ask for help. And I'm slipping. I'm telling you, I'm slipping. I'm slipping. I'm slipping. And it's not where it is. And I'm seeing every time I go to the hospital for two weeks to a month, my child is not speaking. And you're not, and I found out that when he's at my sister's or at whoever they was talking, I mean, where they was, to tell you the truth, I don't know, I didn't know who, who right, you know, right, they said right. one thing, and then I find out later on in life it was somebody else. I see, I see. So now yeah. you're telling me that he, you know, you didn't even want him. I had a doctor say, get your affairs in order. I'm like, I'm not going down. Right. Yeah. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Did more research, and then I find out they was giving me at that time in 2010. They gave me I was on 20 medicine. 20. 20. Oh my gosh. And a patch. I was on a fentanyl. Oh. I I took it three days, and I said no. I'm sleeping. How can I take care of a child? Right. Right. I'm, and then I find I start doing my own research and like well, what medicine work with this and and then I got so bad that my child don't even want to take his medicine right. because of the journey that he saw me right with. right and I said I had to get better because of him and I like if I can't do it nothing else I have to do it for my three kids and it was a journey and nobody wouldn't help mm-hmm. none of my family would not help. They used to say, oh, you got it. You don't need me. You got this. You strong. I'm telling you. I'm screaming. I'm telling you. I need help. No money. All they wanted was money. Mm. Because that's I was a giver. When they called me, they like, do you have? Do you have? I need. I need. Can you watch? Can you do? And I can't want it. But now it's my turn right. to lean on you. I'm not asking you to lean on for a minute, you know, a minute, not a long time. Right. I just need strength. Right. You won't do it. And I lost everything in that process. I right. lost my house. 
I was went, we went into a shelter. I lost everything. My son saw me as my first, and he was mad at me. How old was he then? At that time, he was, I was, say, around about eight, nine, and we went into a shelter. How heartbreaking. And then he actually saw that my sister took it right under me mm-hmm. and everything. Why would you do that? So, I didn't, I, so me and my son went to, um, called OSHA, mm-hmm. um, Avon, uh, Cherry. He supposed to be going to school, but their policy is to, from 6.30 to 5, to come here and see if, if I can find a house, I mean, find a place. For four days, four, I had my bags. My ID and help. They say they could not find nothing. Oh. I said, I can't do this no more. Right. He had to go to school. Right. Or they will come to me for truancy. He had to go to school. I'm, I can't keep on figuring out if today is the day or tomorrow. And you make me want me to wait from 8.30 to 5. I can't. Right. We slept in 69th Street. Turn off for one night. I was like, I can't do this. No. I was like, just give me strength. Wherever I'm walking, I'll just walk. Right. I went to the library. I had a pamphlet. And it says, you know, had organizations. I just start calling. Right. And nobody didn't have no place in Philadelphia. So, Salvation Armies called and said, I talked to them and they said, Pottstown. Never heard of name. I said, I know about Norristown, right. but Pottstown? Don't know about Pottstown. And they said, well, I can meet you. So the nun came and got me and my son, and I stayed in Pottstown for like three months. And they got me into um, disability. You know, um, I was lucky that Thomas Jefferson don't they need you know they, they was calling my doctors was calling me making sure but do you need a ride just meet me at 69th street and a van will come and pick you up because it's you know out of stirs you know they did that you know they did all the testings all over again now i know why i was sick right you know saying they work on my disability i did outpatients i said now i got myself together And when they told me that I had brain um, tissues or whatever, I thought I didn't. My fear, I said, I'd rather just take some pills. Me, dummy, I I call it, a, you know, a dummy move. Yeah. I had Percocets and I had muscle relaxers. God forbid, God knew, knew I had an angel on me because I took a whole bunch of um Muscles relaxed, oh, no. so my body was just—they say was just relaxed, yeah. and everything else. It wasn't time for me to go. Right. That's how I said it. it wasn't time for me to go. But how can you? I rather thought that you know, saying you, you know, everybody's telling me that I'm going to die anyway, so I might as well do it the way I want to do it. Yeah, in my sleep. Right. No pain, no nothing. But luckily, that wasn't that, that night. night. It was not, and then I. Looked up and I saw, and you know, my eight year old was like, If you leave, where am I going to go? Of course, he needs you. 
and at that time how his father was in and out of jail and I looked at him like I don't have nobody don't want you mm-hmm. you know I sat my kids down and I was like I don't know what it is but whatever you do I said you know y'all got you know y'all old enough you know so y'all got different fathers but stay together I said nine or ten he's gonna go back down where you know where his father lived at and his father people is gonna stay with him because I already called his father people I said whatever you do if anything happens take care of my son don't let my family be involved except his sister Wow. So, what would you like people? Who would? What would you like people to understand about this experience? What is the sort of the thing that you think, if they knew it, might make a difference? I found out <clears throat> that when I was going with one journey and thinking for one for my son, I had to look at the whole picture, and I had to do some soul searching, and I said I need help too. So just because one person is the youth is in, is um my son is in, is in, you know need medical attention and stuff like that, I found out in my journey that I need it, mm-hmm. and it's all right to say I need help. Yes, it is. And I understand since I didn't have nobody, you know. I mean, I I had one person that I refused to. Um, use her because she was older. She was my godmother. She's older, and she would have did anything. But I, ref- I was raised that you older, so it's, mm-hmm. it's my my job to take care of you. I see. You know, right. saying she, you, you sep- over seventy years old. It's my job to take care of you. Right. That's how I was raised. So what? Can, the only thing you can give me is support. So I had to, with my mind raised. I had to learn how to decrease the the stress and, right. and everything else. But I'm, I don't have all this money. Right. So I had to go back to resources and say, what can I do with less cost? Right. I picked up back, what did I like to do when I was little? So I picked up sewing. I picked up crocheting. And that's what relaxing. Found out that lavender is you know decrease you know so I had lavender you know mm-hmm. saying soap costs a dollar right. just you know saying lavender's little things and burn it up let you know anything pink lavender um um flowers so when I go into my bathroom you all you see is lavender the smell right. I found out that I love water so mm-hmm. I made appointment that every you know certain days. I take a deep bath. Right, right. <laughs> Just right. relax. So ways to, 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 to take care of yourself. yourself. Yeah. And everything else. And I I guess a, a little earlier, you know saying, if I had to meditate, you know mm-hmm. saying, I don't know what other people, re, um, religion or, or faith is, but I just take time for sure right. and get to know who sure is all over right. again because right. you don't know. And every, you're in a different stage, and you 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 know in each stage you are you right. form you're like a butterfly. Right. First you're in the cocoon, and you gotta sit there for a little while. Right. And at the end you are a butterfly, but it's your stages, and each stages is different. Sure. Yeah. No. So, 
Um, when you think about, you know, trying to get help for your child, because you have this whole journey, right? Mm-hmm. And and a big part of that, and thank you for sharing, is getting yourself the help you needed mm-hmm. so you could help your child. Once you had that and you're trying to help your child, what is the thing that was the most challenging for helping your child? People listening. Um, I'm telling them something is wrong. I don't know what it is. Like, I couldn't pinpoint, and they kept on asking me the same question. I said, all I wanted to do is just test. If it's a test out there, is it something? He, they always want to, they was like, oh, he's, something is wrong. He want to put him in a slow class. I said, I know my son is not, you know, um, special ed. He knows how to write. He, he's bright. Right. But something else is missing. I just right. can't pinpoint his anger, his, um, the way, you know, he just burst out with, um, behavior. I was like, this is not him. I just know everything. I went to doctors. I went to anything that I can think of. I went, nobody wouldn't do it. And then, or for him to get the help, finally, he had to be in certain kind of, uh, system and one day he was mad about something his dad didn't call it or something and he used a pencil and he was stabbing himself in oh, the school yeah so they was like i had the 302 what's 302 you know saying he need help but order for him to get into the system that's when i found out about all this other stuff why do I gotta wait all this time? I'm telling you, for five years right. that he need help, but nobody was not listening. No one would listen. Nobody, and then you, the schools was labeled as a problems child, as opposed it's to a child, child with a problem. Child. And then when he, and then when I, when I went through this journey and everything else, I found out that he was traumatized. When you first hear trauma. It's always be sexual abuse or, you know, neglect. But for him, I, it, like I said, for him, that was trauma because I left, I just up and left something that he, you know, knew for seven, seven years. Right. And I just said, come on, let's go. And right. we left. So for, for him to be a child, that was trauma. Right. I'm not even talking about what he saw, you know, because right. he never saw me get beat up. Right. But that right there was trauma to him. Absolutely. And he hold it. And now he can't see or he can't touch, he can't talk to his father. And they was they had a close relationship. That's the trauma. Each thing is differently. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when I told him that it was trauma, they was like, no, because it's not sexual mm-hmm. and not bruised. It is. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely. Even though it wasn't like, you know, for a five-year-old or six-year-old or anything, that's trauma. Of course. It wasn't forcedly. You didn't like forcedly. And, you know, I didn't you know. Do it. But that's trauma. And y'all did not listen to me when I told you it was a problem. Yeah. So in helping your son... I like this question because I like to hear something positive because <laughs> it's always so tough. But is there anything that went right in getting your son help? Is there one thing that just like, well, I'm so glad that happened that helped? I learned how to communicate in a different form. So how so? Um, I realized that every 
every culture is different and everything else. But for me being an African American, we was toward fifties, the sixties and the seventies, even in the eighties, it was just you know, the same. Right. You know, say yelling, screaming, you know, and everything else. But this generation here is totally different. You know what I'm saying? So just because, you know what I'm saying, five people is doing the same thing, this group is not. But we're trying to force the old system, I should say, to this new, the punch bag. It's not working. So it's all right to change. And I guess the system is not ready to change. It takes some healing <laughs> to get the system to move, and doesn't as it? Soon as, <laughs> as soon as the system changes, we're going to be already working on something else. Right. Another problem is, is going to, uh, I wish the system actually commented, you know, looking down. But for me and my son, I had to learn his language. I'm like, well, wait a minute, when I was his age, my mom didn't understand me. I was a teenager. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So what did, she, you know, I was trying to remember what she did and tweak it right. <laughs> and put, you know, my little recipe in it and everything else. So I started doing date night. One-on-one. Whatever you want to do. You do one month. One month it's whatever you want to do. But the next month is what I want to do. Sure, And sure. I always want to predict um, um, education is something, you know, what I do because, like I said, education was part of it. And with me, and I was a stutter. And I couldn't, you know, talk proper and everything else. So I was like, all right, so when he gets mad, write me an essay on what, what happened mm-hmm. because he, he couldn't put everything, when he gets upset or his Speech wasn't. I was missing something. Okay, writing it down in a in a essay in a in a in a essay form, and 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 tell me what did you do, how you do it, and what and do you need to have a, a consequence to it? Because every action is you right. know bad or good is what you're supposed to do. Did that help? That did. Wow. And then and then I start changing my form instead of saying, "How was your day?" What was your good? What was the best day that you you know for the day? What right. was the worst day? Right. You know. Then I found out that he was teaching, but he didn't like the class, and I was asking him why. And he said, "Cause it's fifth, sixth, and seventh graders. I'm in the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. We in the same class." Oh, okay. Sometimes you gotta read through the line right. and everything else and I'm learning how to I'm still learning oh sure, sure we all are. <laughs> sometimes as a mother you just want to go in but then now when I go to the IEP meeting I said this is for you you know saying so now we have family meetings too but I said this is meetings is for you right. what do you want me to know about this mama I cannot talk to you no more I've been talking for you for the longest you old enough and capable to do the work. Right. And then they need to hear it from you. If you don't want to take the medicine, if you don't want this, you want this, let them know. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to be here all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I let him do it, and he's learning his voice. So we ask this all the time when we do this. 
I mean, it changes from moment to moment, but at this moment right now, are you swimming? Are you drowning? Are you treading water? Where do you find yourself? <laughs> this little teeny moment. Yeah? I am swimming. That's wonderful. Not fast. Sure. <laughs> not in the fast <laughs> lane. Not in the fast lane and stuff like that. And everything. Matter of fact, I'm a I'm I'm dogging. <laughs> you know, say I'm not actually doing strokes. Sure. Um, um, I am doggy power, and I'm happy. That's great. I am happy where I'm at because if you were Libby saw or anything in, in 2009 and everything else, couldn't walk. I was on a walker, mm-hmm. did all this stuff. But, and then actually even seeing my son not talking, not doing nothing. Yeah, he still get, you know, his his triggers, but now I know if he start being quiet, I'm I'm more alert, right. and I and I want those I want the parents to be more alert. Just because they don't if if they just say fine, why just fine? Right. Go deeper. Yeah. Ask those tough questions because you never know where you're gonna go to. I think that's really good advice, especially with teenagers. I have two teenage boys, so I really appreciate <laughs> the work it takes to get the stories out of them. Right. <laughs> So we also like to ask this, so what is your self-care routine or more appropriate survival technique? So you told us some, like, yes. you know, the crocheting and knitting, right. so um, what, what, do, you, what so, do you do to take care of you? I went back to the beginning, and and I always tell, you know, you always say, you know, I'm never going to do what my mom do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst thing ever, and everything, but my, with me, me being, had a speech problem, my mom couldn't buy nothing she made me read out loud mm-hmm. um she made me do things that i'm thinking it was just like so crazy or, or anything like that those gifts started coming back to me mm-hmm. and everything else so and she made me journal because she said i like your mom i'm sorry <laughs> i just said yeah, to tell you <laughs> she made me she was a educated you know she was very educated and everything mm-hmm. else she and she said if you cannot speak it, you're going to spell it. Because mm-hmm. I was a very, like, the, 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 the. Right. So she made me journal every single day. And that helped you. And, and so once in a while, I don't do it every day. But right. when things is really, like, in, like really mad, I'm really mad about something. Yeah. And, I, and I can't express it to Leon or yeah. express it to, you know, none of my, my kids or, or anything. I write a letter. Hmm. Dear, you know, Dr. Such and Such. Right. And I just let it out. And then after that, I read it out loud. And then I burn it, rip it. Because now it's out of my system. Right. right. You know, if I, if I have ideas, I start writing it. And now I got four or five, <laughs> you know, copy books right. of my journey, you know. Of ideas that I want to do, programs that I want to start. Because if I have an idea, I always have a pen mm-hmm. and a paper <laughs> right. with me because uh, I never know exactly when it's going to come. Know right? When it comes. So right. I always have a pen and a paper and jot it down. And then I started thinking I'm going to do something for my son. Little quotes, you know, saying of it, and I just have little quotes. You know, someone would, you know, 
Maya Angelou or just somebody just unknown. Yeah. And I said, all right, we'll put on in the bathroom. You know, everybody wants, you know, Lee's got to stay there for a long time. <laughs> and they're going to have it's to It's a good place to put, put them. them. That's right. And, then, and I'll put them on the wall. And it's just decorated. One wall is just full of quotes, positive quotes mm. and everything. And now I do that daily in my office and, you know, anywhere. And I change them up. Mm-hmm. I even now do vision boards. Every everybody have to do a vision board, and then every three months you have to take it off that you've done it and put something back on it. If you take something off it, you you got to put something back on it. Mm-hmm. That's a nice idea. You know what I'm saying? Because I I believe now with with my son, they're more visual, a visual learner. So if you see it and you speak it, and I, my mom, my mom, I would. I had a little complex because of my skin, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. You know, you're not gonna, you ugly, and you know, what I'm saying you're and beautiful. You know, <laughs> I had bad, you know, acne, yeah. and you know, and eczema and everything else. But my mom always made me and my grandma. Thank God for my grandma. She always said, "You, she, she um, whispers, chocolate girl," and I, she played that every morning and every night before mm-hmm. I go to bed, and she said that. You are beautiful, you are smart, you are kind, you are humble. I, and I had to say, I love myself mm-hmm. 25 times in a mirror. And she's, and I, during that process, I found out that some days you, you don't love yourself. But once you keep on saying it, it's like practicing. Once you keep on saying it, you're going to start believing it. Right. Once you start seeing it, you're going to start believing it. And I had to cope with it in, in every little thing I did. And I had to cope with it with Leon because he didn't believe it. You right. know what I'm saying? He didn't do it. So once you start a knowledge and start being aware of what you're doing, because sometimes as a parent, I know I did, I had I, I did stuff that I'm like, I can do that. So I had to check myself every now and then be like, okay, but once you they start seeing you being a role model that you are, eventually, just like you know, everything that your your mom did, you know you didn't like it, but a couple of things, you know, saying you remember and you brought it to your, you know, right. where you at with your kids, right. you know, what I'm saying you didn't understand it at the time, where you know with why she's doing it, you know, saying. But, you know, that's where our parent skills come at. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's true. All of a sudden, they get so smart, our parents, right? As we get older. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man, you know. <laughs> so, so here's the question we like to end on. Through all of this, what's your most laughable moment? What do you remember that makes you smile or makes you laugh? So many. Well, for me or through, for my, well, through my, my journey with Leon. For you, just what makes you laugh? Well, well, as a mom. As a mom. And that's easy, right? Because the kids make us laugh all the time. (laughs) We was a musical. My mom was, you know, musical. So we we did. My mom, you know, I I learned the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. And I learned, you know, classicals. You know, just listen to, you know, the saxophones and, and, and everything else. And when I get a chance to have all my kids together or just, you know, 
one one on one, we would listen to old, you know, old Sumsum. And I could say, Well, who is that? And they would say, you know, such and such. So like one of my daughters, uh, I we went to church and she saw Shirley Murdoch and she said, As we let <laughs> the night away and one of the girls that was like younger. She said, "You singing Kelly Price?" And my daughter's like, "No, she's the original." <laughs> <laughs> and she started laughing. She said, "That's right." She said, "She said I know." Like she, all my kids know music from different areas right. and everything. They can just hear just the start of it, and they was like, that's it, and they would be arguing. <laughs> we trying to get my son, he was like, that's the soundtrack of, you know, some movie, he said, but who is it? She said, that's from a movie, but who is it? So he's still learning and everything else, but that's like the best. That's great. You know what I'm saying? That's the best, and I'm bringing back family time. That's right. No that's TV. You oh, know, that's good. No TV, no phone. And for an hour, we will do family. They will, I'm bringing, you know, go to the thrift store, parents, and get those little um, life beyond. Um, I got a family food. We don't have the budget, but we just go like that's this. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, that's, and that's how you start, you know, sometimes we have to go back mm-hmm. to go, go to for, go for it. To go for that's great advice. I'd like to end on that. Sometimes we have to go back to go forward. I think that's great. Thank you so much for sharing with us. No problem. You have been listening to Just Ask Mom, copyrighted in 2018 by Mothers on the Frontline. Today's podcast host was Tammy Knighton. The music is Old English, written, performed, and recorded by Flame Emoji. For more podcasts in this and other series relating to children's mental health, go to mothersonthefrontline.com or subscribe to Mothers on the Frontline on iTunes, Android, Google Play, or Stitcher.